From KBGA Studios, it's Jackson Wagner and Taylor Featherman. West Coast Bars. Let me live that fantasy. Surprise, surprise. He did the match. He did the monster match. The just another manic monster. Hello. Welcome to the West Coast Bias Show. Trotting out of the gates. A little bit delayed, but we're here nonetheless. I see what you did there with the, with the trotting out of the gates, huh? Trotting out. Oh, yeah, I guess hey, that could be a little oh, reference interesting, interesting. to where you were at this weekend. Oh, what a hectic morning thus far. Not that anything substantial has happened in any any which way, form, or anything, but I'm just I'm pulling a Wagner. I'm a few minutes behind, running, running a tad I slow. I don't know how fair that is to say. What, it, what? That happens. I, I was like two minutes late once, and I was slightly late another time. Okay, well, I, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't call it That's fair. pulling it's fair. a Wagner. No, that we're even know, now, though. We're certainly even now. I feel like we said that last show because my computer crashed, but we're certainly even following that, and we're still we're still rocking the monster mash in the in the open. Hey, <laughs> so we'll get that straightened away. It's a too. classic. Oh, it is good to be back. It is good to be back here on the West Coast Buy Show with the faithful listeners, Jackson Wagner, locking down the ship on Monday or Friday. Friday, yeah, that was good. It was Friday, Friday. You know, it was a, it was a youth say a bit, a bit of a stressful day without you here, but we made it all work. You know, we there was there were some some moving parts. We couldn't get you to call in. We couldn't get hey Fab to come in. Zach was late, but uh oh Zach pulled away. Best friend Taylor stepped up. Best friend uh, Taylor crushed it. I listened. I was able to listen. Uh, KBGA.org. You can listen live right on the top of the the link there. Works great on iPhone. And I was able to listen live for I, I listened to a lot of the a lot of the headlines the first half, but then I called you guys and I heard you great on the phone line. And it's first of all weird being on the other end of that. Yeah, just weird, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I, I dialed in. I heard you talking. Okay, we're gonna bring in Tato or whatever you said. Yeah. And then I think the second we went to the board, I, I was I thought you were doing a I thought you were doing a bit. Well, we really? can't we can't hear you, and I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. All right, well, let's let's get her going. What do you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what happened. I thought you were I, doing a bit. I listened to all the instructions. I pressed the little black and white half button over there, which is what you're supposed to do. It's the only I, button I know how to press. I pushed the board phone button, turned up your levels nice and nice and levelly. Is that a good word for it? Levelly, yeah, that's. And I I was like, boom, way to go, Jackson. You crushed it. We're bringing in Taylor Featherman. Taylor, how are you? And then it was silence, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, Well, and then we chatted, and I kept trying I know, and then things, I, but it I, I, I was like, okay, this gambit's getting weird. Like, let's let's do it already, cut, you know? I was like, all right, let's, uh, it's, uh, let's, mo- let's move her on up. So uh, I guess let's kick it off the right way, Jackson. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, Grizz football in action. So working boy, there. Boy, we're gonna have to break some stuff down. Yeah, that was. There's a lot boy. to digest. Whoa, here. boy! What and a I, game! And I was. watched it from the outsider perspective. So you're gonna have to break some things down to me. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting game. We'll talk. We'll talk we'll later talk. on that. Yeah, that was we'll a good tease one. it up. We'll tease it up. It was. Uh, but as far as just my weekend goes, it, it got shortened a little bit. Grizz volleyball was supposed to play at 7:30 p.m. on Saturday against the Bobcats. 
and uh, I'm on the call for those volleyball games. Got a bit of a cold, wasn't really looking forward to it. If you can't tell by listening in today that I, my voice is almost I, gone. I've had a little cold for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was really West hoping. West Coast Bias Show, where we power through colds. Hey, take that vitamin C and, and get on with your day, you know. But not hoping, I guess. But I was I was not looking forward to that game. And then uh, I got some good news that it because of all the snow and travel stuff, it got postponed until Sunday. Oh. When I already had, I've, I've got an exam tomorrow. I had some plans yesterday. So oh, perfect. So I, I didn't have. So to you've go just been straight running from there, from football to volleyball. Those are the worst Saturdays. I think there's another one coming up this Saturday. I think because nice. volleyball is back at home. So it, last one though. The football well, straight to volleyball is a, it's a long day. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be we- it'll be weird for you. So, I, you know, as a senior, you start to look back on these things now. It's gonna be weird for me because it's gonna be like twelve years. I'm gonna be like, wow, <laughs> wow, after twelve years ago, after things were so different. Many, yeah, probably be through like four more presidents here at the UC. US, hey, USM, UM. There you go. But well, yeah, it's early Montana. No, it's, it's an M, not a C. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, UC is like the building we're in. We're in. Yeah. Yeah. There or wait. Yeah, we're in the UC. Our, our locations disclose. Don't, don't come looking fan? for us. Yeah, yeah. Jackson used to drive a gold minivan. Better not, better not track them down. You see any gold minivans out there? Wave, wave hello to them. Minivan, gold minivan. They need the good. love. Yeah, they need yeah. the love. How was your? This is more important question because I was just here in miserable cold Missoula all weekend. How was your weekend, Taylor Featherman? Oh, you were you were Where's so ready for that. Where the turf? Meets the surf. Wow. Where the turf meets the surf, Sir Jackson Wagner. Beautiful Del Mar, California. Sunny California. Just north of San Diego, as Bing Crosby des- describes in this beautiful tune that they played pretty much every 10 minutes at the track. But you can't, can't get sick of that. Meets then. the turf. It's a real song. I didn't know this was a real song. I said this on the, the Friday or the Monday show. Oh, I thought you knew the Do you know the words? No, I just heard some of them. Oh, I, I, copied, copied I thought you were singing the words. But anyway, I don't know. I feel like that not really hype tunes. But anyway, uh, it was a it was a great weekend. I, I love, first of all, I love horse racing, as yes. you know, Sir Jackson. But uh, it, it was, it was by all definitions, an absolutely awesome weekend. Uh, Thursday, we flew out around 4 o'clock. From? Missoula, here. Okay. Uh, to right, Seattle. right as the snow is starting, to right, down, and that's probably. that's what I was gonna say is as we flew out, like it was 30, 40, uh, 30, 40 degrees, just starting to kind of snow a little bit, and I get back and it's like twenty degrees, and there's like a few inches of snow here and there, but it's just cold and icy. Everyone hates themselves now, right? I yeah, I literally left with the fall of winter. And then just return for it. It's terrible. It's the worst way to start your winter. Because I don't think I think you know from here on out it's winter. I don't. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I hear-y, I, hear-y. I, I didn't. I, there wasn't much easing into I it. I decree but at least it's I winter. I had some days where it was like, it's been cold for a while. I'm used to it. Oh, now there's snow. It's even colder. Like whatever. You were out in sunny California for a while, oh, and then man. had to just be like, whoa. And it wasn't like what San happened? Diego the week before. Everyone was talking about how it was like 107, 110 at one point. Wow, and like that's terrible. Like as a bigger guy, that's that's non-survival conditions. Yeah. Well, what's so? What are you? Are you a winter or summer guy? I don't know. I like fall and spring. Like I mean, yeah. Call I me crazy. Right. But like, if you had like, 
Would you rather be cold or hot? I guess. I'd rather I, be hot. Really? Okay. I I'm think the opposite. So. I th- I like winter more because I. I don't know. I just think it's way easier to just keep putting on layers of clothing. True. Then take then. Ton. Yeah. I mean, at well, some I mean, point eventually, at some point in the summer, you're just like, well, I'm hot and I can't do anything else about it. Right. And that's it. No, and I get that. But I mean, I, I feel like there's preventative measures in the summertime. Like you can go to a lake or, yeah. you know, find a pool, some or you know, things fair. like that. But like in the winter, I guess there's like warm places in the winter too. You I guess hot cocoa, sit by a fireside. That's true. That's true. Okay, well, I, anyway, my weekend anyway, was my weekend yeah. was swell. I don't know. It was 70. Uh did your, did your horses win? Well, Friday we had a pretty good day because there's two days at the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. And Friday was a pretty good day, uh but Saturday, the actual Breeders' Cup was just absolutely bonkers. I know that on the Monday show prior to me leaving, I kind of ran through a list of horses that were going to run Saturday that I thought were, you know, pretty swell ponies. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said names like Arrogate, who uh, lost the Breeders' Cup Classic, to Gunrunner, who Gunrunner. was the best the best horse all summer. I was uh, going to say, I feel, I've heard that name right. for sure. And well, and Gunrunner was in the, you know, he was in he, the Triple Crown a yeah. couple a year ago, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's probably where you initially heard of him. But, I mean, Gunrunner is a horse who dominated that's the entire name. summer. Yeah, it's a great horse. I yeah. mean, dominated the entire summer. It was the only horse on the board, necessarily, that wasn't a Bob Baffert horse. And, you know, Mike Smith chose the jock on Arrogate, and Mike Smith, Money Mike Smith, kind of gets to pick where he wants to ride. So, I, I and, you know, Arrogate, the Dubai World, World Cup was, and you look really bored, but the, no. the Dubai, so. I, I, this is really, I, I love horse racing. Actually. It's hard, it's hard to describe how I feel about Arrogate because I, I really did, if you would have asked me one week, two weeks ago, I would have told you that Arrogate belongs on the plane with the Sea Biscuits, with the Secretary. I mean, you know, Seattle Sleuth. You know, like one of just the most yeah. incredible horses. Really, he ran one race. That well, he first of all, he's ran plenty of races. I think he's ran like. Has eight, he appeared in a like, Triple Crown yet? He has not. He's old. Oh, right. He's old. Right. But okay. I uh, I just. The way that Arrogate ran the Dubai World Cup broke out of the gate sideways, looking oh, no. at the other horses. That's and at a that no-no. point, at that point, that's like we, how we started the show today. Right, we broke sideways, but yeah. we're gonna we're gonna come back and win. And like it showed the owner Bob Baffert, who's the or the trainer, I'm sorry, who's the yeah. the best trainer. The best, yeah. He's the you know I would say the Phil Jackson of of coaching, but like he's less zen. Well, yeah, and he'd be a better owner too. I yeah, think. I think so yeah, too. I think he'd do better with the Knicks. I think anyone could be better. Yeah, still. yeah. But uh, it showed Bob Baffert up in the booth, and it just looked like you told him that his car was impounded. He was just like, "Oh, come on!" And then just stands there for a minute, arrogant. And then arrogant breaks around the entire track and beats the likes of Neolithic and Gunrunner. Wow! In that race, it was incredible. I mean, this this horse had it was in, I don't know. That was the best race I've ever watched. And th- and you got to I, see it I live. Took, I took that. No, that that was the Dubai. Oh, that that's was what made Dubai. me fall in love with Arrogate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And that I I, I you must were not have just in Dubai. no no correct. I was not. Okay. I was in San Diego, but I took too much stake in that in that race in the Dubai. So I I, I believed too much in Arrogate. But I mean, literally all of the horses I listed Friday that ran through because it's a thirteen or twelve twelve race card yeah. on Saturday. Okay. And, you know, I was talking about how there's Dreyfong and, and Lady Eli and Lady Arulia. I mean, I was talking about all these horses that were, you know, such studs. And one favorite 
won a race that entire 12 track day like wow. all of those stud horses i was talking about all got beat and upset i mean it was it was a crazy day at one point a 135 dollar winner came in i mean it and that sounded like a two dollar bet so that's like what 60 to one or something yeah odds wise yeah there's not an exact science there yeah. but it's yeah anyway 60 to one or so i mean it it's yeah. it was a crazy day um so saturday no i I did not win a bunch of money. In fact, I, I went the opposite direction, but just enough where it didn't didn't hurt anybody. It was a lot of fun, but it was a it was a crazy day. And then Jackson, yes, Fuca de Chow. You ever heard of such a such you, an establishment? Are you allowed to say that on radio? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But no, it's yeah, yeah. No, good. anyway, I don't know. It's this Brazilian really? restaurant where mm. so like steak? we we sit down right. We're at a table yeah. like such, not bar height seat height okay and you have a little green coin in front of you oh i've heard one of side's these green yep. one side's red yep when you're ready when you're hungry you just flip her green and then Boom. the servers Food. like harass you almost because really? they're coming so much with different and it's all on skewers and yeah. they just saw you off a little piece and it, it wow that's a dining experience then you flip her red you know whoa i need a minute i need a, i need a break i need a minute i need a I minute need to loosen the belt up a little bit it, settle it in. you have to go at that place like a thanksgiving nice. feast oh yeah i mean it was whew. fantastic i've heard was, of similar places before i've never experienced it I'm it glad. was something wow. it was something i mean spendy yeah spendy old place but but I so mean, is it all you get you you just pay to get yeah. in basically yeah and you then, pay by your head and then first thing you do is there's a giant like elaborate 15 foot salad bar so you can Ooh. take a trot around that, load up as much as you please. But, you know, rookie move save. is fill up on the salad. Yeah, save, you know what your, I mean? save your room. You might do a light salad. I did a little Caesar. There you go. And then you come That's back good. and you just, you know, mm. no top sirloin, sir. No, I'm okay. Bacon wrapped beef, sir. No, I'm okay. Bacon wrapped shrimp, sir. Mm, yes, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, they just, every, just wait. everything just wait starts the, coming at you. It, it was incredible. That's it nice. was quite the dining experience. That's good. That's good. That's good. I don't know why that's one of the things I choose to highlight from the trip. But no, that's boy. good cuisine. Is that's uh? I mean, that's half. That's half of traveling. Oh yeah, finding new new eats. When I went to Reno, it was like the first time I had left the state. Well, the first time I had flown since I was in like sixth grade, I think. But not a big flyer, eh? No, I don't. I don't leave. I go. I go to like Spokane and stuff every once in a while, but that's about it. And uh, went to Reno and like the literally the my favorite thing about it was going to like a nice sushi sushi restaurant there and like one of the fine like nicer casinos. And I was I came back and everyone was like, "How was it? And did you did you whatever?" And I was like, "Well, I had all you can eat sushi at this one place and it was really good and nobody seemed interested." But it's no, I, it's, it's what you do when you travel. Right, like you right. you look for new places. You know they don't have like those types of things here in uh in good old Missoula. Right. Well, and like the, the one of the people I was traveling with was going on and on about how this was without question the best place he's ever eaten at. And like, wow. I don't know if you, I like what's the best place you've ever eaten at? How do you even know that? Yeah, that's tough. That's like impossible. I to mean, know. I have like a favorite meal, but it's just like a place right. I go to often. Right. Exactly. So, but like, you know, I don't think I could eat at a place once and be like, oh, that's my favorite thing that I've ever. And like, it's it was my favorite restaurant. It was super good. But like, I, I don't think it was. That incredible. I mean, the steaks. Some of the steaks were kind of not very tasty, but some of them were really good. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You only get like three ounces of or two ounces of each one or something. You just get a little little slab, little little, little slice. I think you could tell them we want more, but I didn't really get it. It seemed like the kind of thing where you argue with the. Uh, hey, give me some more. The, yeah. meat, the meat, the meat server. I don't know why I did a New York. And you, you get in trouble. Accent. 
You get in trouble, I think. I don't yeah. know. If you don't if you don't try to help them with the tongs as they cut the meat, they get quite upset. May I get some help here, please? Really? Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Wow. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know. Snap back at it. Yeah. Pay attention to them. Figure it out. Come on. Figure it out. Okay. Well, that I feel like that was a a good a good recap of of my weekend, I guess. Hey, you missed the show. It's I missed the show. The people need to know why. I don't I don't foresee many missed shows in my future. I don't you know, know what I mean? I don't have yeah. any big Monday Friday plans coming up. Yeah. Same. I don't think. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see with you. We'll Wagner. see. All right. You want to do some headline I action? I think we should do some headlines. <coughs> Who's got three today, me or you? I think you're Monday three guy. Yeah, I thought so too because <laughs> I had three. Okay, that's good news. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off with, I think the NFL, it's it's not the NFL anymore. It's the UFC now. This yes. Oh, wild weekend in the NFL. No, notably, and it started, my, I first, first kind of caught on to what was happening because of my beloved Jaguars getting jaguar just that this was a bs call that happened it was so jaguars Bengals on sunday morning is happening jalen ramsey is already one of the best cornerbacks in the league definitely the best up and coming cornerback second year guy he's top five i'm unreal talented and he was locking down aj green all morning long he 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 was they went one-on-one basically the entire morning green had one catch for six yards I mean, but clearly this, frustrated. The ejection was fairly early in the game. No. Yeah, it was. It was like right before, and I, yeah. So I didn't see it live. I was watching the game, and doing. I had some. I, I've got an exam today, so I was kind of studying. Had oh, no. some work I needed to get done yesterday. Kind of doing that as well. And it, the Jaguars kick a field goal with like 50 seconds left or so, and and then I turn it off because I think, all right, well it's halftime. I need to focus up here for a little bit. And then when I went back to it. The people were all talking about the fight, and when I checked Twitter, it was all, all ablaze. So, Green basically gives Ramsey a little shove, little action. <coughs> excuse me, action. Up I towards think the Ramsey neck. let it off, and then Ramsey with with a shove and puts puts Green on the ground. Which that yeah. was the first. I mean, Green was just kind of physical. Ramsey yeah, yeah, got that, upset with the physicality and right. had a little bit of a cheap shove. Right, and then. After that, Green stands up, puts Ramsey in a chokehold, slams him to the ground, punches him twice in the helmet. Dumb move. Uh, we've Stu- talked yeah, about stu- it stu- so stu- many stu- times before. Uh, Why no. do you ever punch a yeah, man in the helmet? I don't on? get it. Maybe breaks his hand. Doesn't actually, but. Could have. Probably hurt him more than it hurt Jalen Ramsey. Probably. And then picks him back up in another chokehold, slams him down again, benches clear. Both players are tossed. I don't think Jalen Ramsey should have been tossed. In case people, anyone. People push people all the time in football. People case, don't get choke slammed twice and punched in the face twice all the time. In but, case anyone was wondering, Jackson was doing like the hand gestures like I got it. Walk bam and the choke hold. And I guess you guys can't tell I was doing the From the top rope. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know wrestling stuff. No, but, they dive off the rope, I think. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. no, yeah. and I, I agree with you. I don't think Ramsey should have got I, I know in the heat of the moment, like these Flags two were pl- flying, these hats two were players, flying. like, you know, if you were just a ref and looked over real quick. It looks like an all-out brawl. Yeah. It, you know, this looks bad. It yeah. looks terrible. So, at that time, yes. I agree that you got to toss both players. But I know that I've seen things in the past where they've tossed a player and then been like, should we, should we bring him back? Yeah. 
You know, and like I, I think you know at halftime, yeah, they could have been like, like hey, Jaylen, "Oh, you're, you're good to come." Sorry, back in. sorry about that. We we screwed up there. Right. But that wasn't the only fight in the NFL, mind you. In the Saints, I thought you were going to say, "My dear." Tampa Bay. Like, Hello, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the only fight, my dear. Um, Jameis Winston, who was weird Terrible. on Sunday, I, he was bad. He got hurt. He did a weird thing before the game where he made a W out of his fingers and then acted like he was like eating corn yeah, he, off of well, it. He told and he the like, team to come eat mm, these W's. Let's eat these W's, and it was just strange. If you and then like one of his teammates like clip, jumped in it. and was like, "All right, guys, let's let's get out there." Like yeah, the old lineman was like, "Okay, it was Jameis." A, it was a strange emotional uh, kind of hype up speech, but he gave a little push to uh, to a Saints defensive back, Marshawn Lattimore. Kind of pushed him in the back of the helmet, like poked him in the head. Lattimore turned around, gave a little shove, and Mike Evans from out of nowhere yeah, I saw just this. lights up Lattimore. Super cheap shot, benches clear as well. Evans didn't get ejected. He definitely should have been. It was a w- not at all even close to involved in the play. Nothing happening, but benches clear because of Mike Evans. And then in the Cardinals and 49ers game, C.J. Bethard, who uh big fan right here. I'm a big C.J. Bethard guy, in case you listened to my bold prediction, what, three weeks ago. He, he's, he, he sucks. They lost again. But he was sliding, and a couple of Cardinals hit him late, and that spawns another fight. Guys come flying in. Three people get tossed from this game for fighting. There's penalty flags flying. There's hats flying. It was just, I mean... Not not to promote fighting, and I know we've talked a lot about how the NFL is struggling to kind of the safety stuff, but I think fighting with helmets on is, is safer than playing football with helmets on many <laughs> on many occasions. And it's also I mean, more entertaining. It was a great it was a great Sunday if I you wanted to uh, truth if you to wanted that. to see some fights. I uh I, I this was my first Sunday. I was traveling all of Sunday. I actually no football. Yeah. There were a few moments where I thought Today's show was maybe up in the air because a lot of Missoula flights got canceled. Wow. I was wondering. I was actually – I meant to text you last night just to say, like, hey, should I be – Right. Any, and like, Are you going to be here? What's going I on? I was going to text you around, like, 4 o'clock and be like, maybe see what best friend Taylor's got going on tomorrow morning. Yeah. But then it looked like there was a ray of hope, and it was like, you know what? If I can't make it, Jackson's just going to have to improvise. I could talk for two I'd hours. I put you in that. I put you – Honestly. Yeah, you could just, you know – DJ Jazzy Jackson come in and spin some. There's spin tables here. Yeah, true. Over here, I'm pretty good at impressions. I could just invite <laughs> in fake guests. I could do the. Okay, the John Robin Gruden Williams joined us now. Well, hey man, I'm really oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> we're bad at John Gruden. That was the worst go-to. That was, that was a horrible John Gruden. <sighs> yeah. No, but big weekend for fighting. The AJ Green fight. I mean, I saw. It was hilarious. I think it was one of the barstool accounts tweeted out. You know, these millennials, back in my <laughs> yeah. day, we used to take off our helmets and fight the Andre AFC Johnson South. Cortland Finnegan. AFC what a fight. South cornerbacks like men. What a fight. Well, and, like, it was the same picture of, like, the wide receiver, like, pinning like, down the. Yeah. But I don't know what. I mean, like, I get the idea that, like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. But, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. It's just, like, he's wearing instinct, protective but, like, gear. But, like, he's got a face mask. You're not going to be able to fit your hand into his face. Yeah. You're just going to punch the plastic guard on his face. Or he's got a big bull-esque helmet around his entire head that's hard plastic intended for you to slam your helmet into at maximum speeds. Yeah. And you're going to throw your fists at it. Doesn't doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Not a dime. I don't know. But, no, first weekend without Scott Hansen in my life in a long time. Yeah. How'd that go? I was able, you at the airport, through. I had quite the layover in both Seattle and San Francisco. Nope, San Diego. There it is. 
One of those sand towns. Yeah, one of those ones down there. But I was able to watch a lot of football. It just it was the two games, you know? Yeah. So I watched pretty much all of the Dallas-Kansas City game, which was a good game. Yeah. But I missed my morning action of Scott Hansen. And now in Jacksonville, that's you know, the best. just whipping yeah. you around and like, showing you what's eight going games down. games going on, and it's boom, 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 boom. I don't know why I feel like this is important to pull up, but I have Jameis Winston's. Oh man, you like, had part of his Heisman speech. I just want to thank God. See how much you and, can make uh, out of this. Heisman trustees and the Heisman past Heisman winners for allowing this dream to come true. Uh, <laughs> so many people. Uh, Instilled in me. I'm not sure where the part is. It might be more. I was running a wing T offense my whole life. I don't know. Bad radio. But there's a part of this where he, he just said, like, we're going to win it. They're going to tell us to win it. We went out and win it. Well, that was his his national championship speech, wasn't it? Oh. His, uh, <clears throat> we strong. Right. And, and if I strong, then you strong. And, and if we strong, then we going to win. And he just kind of randomly. I would just look up we strong. Uh, we strong? Yeah, but are it's... Are saying strong? Strong. You're it's, right. That's you're what right. it sounds is, like. Those is, were, there were a lot of memes that came out of it that were you're like... You're right. This is, what I, was with this is what I was looking this for. Here we go. Final drive. What did you tell your teammates around you? I said, guys, we didn't come here for no reason. I said, guys, this is ours, man. This is our, all the adversity we went through. The first few quarters, it was ours to take. And like I was just saying, we control our own destiny. And those men looked me in my eye and they said, we got this, Jameis. And I said... We said, are you, I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong if you strong. And I said, we strong, man. After struggling through the first... You strong, we strong, and we're all strong. I'm strong if you strong. I like that he starts that, too, with, like, I told them we didn't come here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that's that's just funny. Hey, we're not here for any particular reason. Zero. We just happened to all be here wearing Florida State gear. That was an incredible national championship, though. That was a good one. James, I mean, Jameis is great. I love Jameis. He I'm was like the second youngest career. to ever reach 8,000 passing yards, 5,000 passing yards, whatever he's at. That's all. I'm worried so. about his NFL career. Really? I, yeah, I don't think he's – I think – I'm he, worried about the coach down in Tampa Bay. I heard oh, John Oh, Dirk Cutter. Yeah. John Gruden apparently is back on good terms with the Tampa Bay owners. And well, it was, that's a good team. I don't know why they're Gruden, as bad as well, they are. It was Gruden's uh, – the the owner when Gruden was there, it's his kids now. The owner that since it passed away, yeah. whose name I can't. And they've with, kind of they've it's it, they've brought it full circle, basically. You know. Yes, right. I don't Everyone's know. It's a good. interesting situation down there. And you know, yeah. I we we talked about it. I guess did we? I don't know. We talked about a lot of stuff, but I feel like you know a lot of people coming into the season were excited about this, you know, Tampa Bay team adding in offensive weapons. Ooh, they got Deshaun Jackson. Ooh, they got OJ Howard. But like, it's just it's not. It, they sh- on paper this is a good football team. There's a lot of talent. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I break that down in coaching. Whenever that happens, it's mismanagement. Yeah, and it's a weird thing. I don't know. I ju- I saw a headline this morning that was, well, in a story I guess that was about. It was uh, just the headline. Just it was just a headline. There was no story attached. But basically, Gus Bradley, who is now San Diego's defensive coordinator, the former head coach at Jacksonville, and it, it was kind of like. He said he's happy that the team is succeeding in Jacksonville, like even though he's not a part of that success. Did he say succeeding or exceeding? Succeeding. Oh, he's just oh, okay. I don't know. I just can't talk today. No, probably. 
Um, but it, it, that would be a weird thing. I mean, you get this young, talented group of kids. I mean, that's what Jacksonville had essentially is a bunch of kids. But they, the potential was there, and last year was supposed to be a breakout year. And when the Jaguars were really bad again, Bradley got the boot. He's a good defensive coordinator. He had a lot of success in Seattle. He's in San Diego now, back where you you just were. But L.A. You know, just oh, L.A. They're not the San Diego Chargers anymore. Wow, that was bad. I still forget that. Oof. He's in L.A. <laughs> at the Chargers, but. The Jaguars are coming to town as a division leader and, you know, as a defensive guy, he never really got that defense clicking. And now they're a team that has probably the best defense in the league. So I, I, that would be that would be strange. And I think coaching plays a far bigger role than we can see. And it's a for thing. sure. I mean, it reminds me of the Rams last year where yeah. you have a team just juiced with talent. There's a lot of talent around this team. You know, MVP candidate running back. Todd Gurley, yeah. young quarterback, who, to be fair, I think a lot of last year's struggles can just be rookie quarterback pointed at. But Jeff Fisher shown the door, and then the young man coming in, whose name eludes me. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Thank you. Why do I always forget Sean McVay's yeah, name? Yeah, that's the second time. I always do. Last time I had to Google it quickly. <laughs> I'm glad I remembered it this time. I don't know why I always forget Sean McVay's name, but and he was the quarterback coach young with man. the Redskins. I know just who he is. Just a young man. Yeah, just the young man. I'm just just the young man. But he was born less than a decade before me, and he's a head coach in the NFL. That's you're not that old. You I'm can do a old. lot of things in the next 12 years for your his age. Is that out? Oh, Decades, man, 10 you. years. No, I know, but is he that? It's I thought he was dozen. like 34, isn't he? Uh, he? Well, he was born January 24th, 1986, so that would make him. Carry the fourth. So he's 30. Exactly. He's 30. Wow. At the age of 30, he became the youngest head coach in modern Nuffle history. Wow. Well, yeah, you better get on your horse. You'd, I'm running out of time to become an NFL like, head what, coach. you got, like, what, eight years to get, get your I'm, head coaching hey, job? I'm, star- I'm, I'm at middle school basketball now. I'm working my way up. But anyway. You guys play games yet? That's for a later headline. Ooh. You ready for your headline? Is that one of your headlines? Yes, okay, my headline. I don't know um, how. We started off by talking about fighting, and we ended up at Sean McVay. <laughs> I don't understand how this if show works. If there's two who can ramble for four hours, <laughs> it is us, the West Coast Bias Show. But anyway, um, I said that like an old... It is us! Tis I! Tis, <laughs> tis the West Coast Bias Show. Anyway, all right. I wish tis was used more often, but anyway. You could bring it back. Throw that in a couple articles. True. Tis the Grizzlies who defeat the... <laughs> I think I would get yelled at for that, probably. Eh. Just go super old-timey with all of our you reporting. You can just say you're bringing it back. Yeah. Ye old Kaiman. We were never ye old. Come on now. No. Come well, on. I mean, you're never ye old in the in the moment. Yeah. You know, if this show runs for 40 years, it's not going to... At one point, I'm just going to be like, all right, we're the ye old West Coast Bias show. True. It's not like we started off like that. Fair. What's anyway. Your, what's anyway, your Okay. Um, so this happened after the... Houston Astros World Series win in Game 7. Is it Justin Verlander? I mean, yeah, Justin Verlander was there. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) Carlos Correa proposed to his girlfriend right after the ceremony began. And this started a big deal. I just want to know your opinion. This started a big deal. Like Pretty much most sports talk shows have had some opinion on this. Really? Whether it was okay or taking away from the moment and they feel bad for the teammates and like, I 
I just I don't get the deal. I thought that was a romantic gesture. Yeah, like, I he think just, that's w- fantastic. He just hit the absolute pinnacle of his career and his profession, and he is so excited about that, but yet takes time away to show yeah, exactly. that like that's more important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think okay. as Carlos Correa is now fiance. If I was in her spot, I would say, "Wow!" Like he just literally, as a baseball player, this is the ultimate goal. He just achieved like his dream, essentially. I mean, every every guy that's a baseball player, you want to win the World Series. That's right. You've made it when you do that. And the first thing that he wants to do to celebrate that is to ask you to spend the rest of your life with him. That's wow. Okay, that's, that's, well, that's good. I'm glad we me. didn't come at an impasse on this. I don't know. I was listening to his shows and I was like. Boy, is that really a thing? Like, people are upset. I, like, I still remember, which this is weird. This was really the first like college football game that I ever remember loving. But Boise State, when they defeated Oklahoma, right. I can't exactly even remember right. what year it was. It was the Fiesta Bowl, and Ian Johnson, number 41, that man will forever remain I don't in know my why mind. I you know the name. But yeah, you're exactly right. He proposed I to this. his girlfriend, who was a cheerleader, right out. They, they had the biggest win of their lives. They were obviously both, you know, I, there's a lot of relationships like that. I don't know what Carlos Correa's. Now, fiance does if she was an athlete or a cheerleader or something as well. But those two were both involved now, in it. Yeah, true, in <laughs> Boise State athletics, it was a that was such a special moment and such a cool thing. Ian Johnson, I don't think he ever had an NFL career, but man, that guy was a legend. I don't even remember the quarterback. I just remember the dude that proposed. Well, he's selling insurance right now, and he's glad that someone remembers. Ian, if you're listening to the West Coast Bias dude, Show, we should, we should, I respect you. We should call him. That would get interviewed. Let's call him. That we could. I bet that's something we could do. Ian, hey, hey. I really liked how you proposed one time a long time ago. We didn't prep any other questions, so you have yourself a good one. And that's the there interview. you go. That's the whole that'd thing. That'd be good. That'd be a good. Yeah, that'd be a good interview. I I don't know. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. Though I think I, it's cool. I listen to a lot of different shows, um, just bouncing around in San Diego, just people turning on the dials and whatnot. And last week in Missoula, and like a lot of people had issue with it. I I just didn't understand. I thought maybe you would outline why people were upset. I mean, I'm, I'm a romantic man. I hey. All for it. Okay. Good on him. Okay. Good on you. Good on you. Also, what do you think about this? Justin Verlander skipping the World Series parade to marry Kate Upton. Yeah, in Italy or something. That one, I don't know. That one's a little weird to me. That's like a big moment for a team riding on the float, you know? Yeah. I guess that's him, you know, on that I same I suppose light. they had it planned. Just saying that, you know what? Well, yeah, and I guess maybe he and he's, wasn't really he thinking wasn't there he was all season. Win. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's true. He didn't even join the Astros till August. Yeah. So that's so true, I, I suppose. That. I don't but know though. I mean, I feel, I, like, I feel like you could have been like, "Hey, we're going to wait one more week if that's okay." We're going to push it one day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to fly in at the at the crack of dawn. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess no. that one that one's a little bit more problemsome, I think, just because it is like not only are the Astros the best team in baseball, they're also the most romantic. So, but hey, good for Verlander. True. Lock it down. Lock it down. That's a great. They're a great couple. They're a good couple. I remember watching them in Detroit. I'm really glad that they they tied the knot and didn't break up like most yeah. celebrity couples. Yeah, that's that's good. Good for them. Yeah, good for those kids. Crazy kids out. There. Crazy kids. All right. All right. Next headline. Men's basketball. It's finally here. College basketball has arrived tonight. Tonight. The University of Montana men's basketball team plays against the University of Saskatchewan. 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 Are those different from places? Canada. I think there's like a Saskatoon in Saskatchewan. <laughs> wow. It's like a. So you're saying like one I town's think, name is Saskatch- Saskatchewan? Well, Saskatch- we're probably terrible. 
I am so sorry, Canada. I you deserve better. Well, than Well, and this. Jackson, your native son, should know this. I, I should. I think if I understand it, yeah, I was right. Saskatoon is the largest city in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan. I don't know if I said that, but that's what I, I said. There's yeah, a Saskatoon, in, Saskatchewan, which yeah, is right. what I meant yeah, by you that. Did yeah, good. you did. I, good. I got it. Hey, I got my Canada down. Yeah, you do. Sorry. Jeez. Jeez. I just get a little to, defensive when didn't people mean to don't, come think at I, guns don't think I know my Canada. You know, it's my Canada, not yours. No, it's not my Canada. I've never been there before. But you've never even been to Canada. Uh, I think I was when I was a baby. I'm planning a. <laughs> I I need to get on probably quicker, but I'm planning a trip to Canada. Over winter break, so we're at in Canada. Ah, uh, not really sure yet. Going Thinking straight up north, like Banff. up we're north, gonna, outside of Calgary. That's my, a pretty good drive. I yeah. did that this summer. My grandparents live in Shelby, Montana, which is kind of close to the border. Okay, up so there. maybe break it into a couple so, days. Yeah, that would girlfriend be Taylor and I are gonna try to drive up, stay a night there, hang out with the with the grandparents, probably get some pizza at the Alibi Lounge. If we're talking about favorite favorite meals, man, go up north to Shelby. Well, it's actually in Dunkirk, the frontier. In Dunkirk has the best prime rib I've ever had in my entire life. It's, it's, it's my favorite meal. Kind of a World War II reference, the frontier at Dunkirk. You know, hey, true. Hey now, true. As true. the World War II historian, as yourself. a World War II historian, man, Operation Dynamo. Good thing we got those boys out of Dunkirk. Otherwise, the war would have gone differently. But yep, that's a great place. I second to that. Eat. That's a great place to eat if you want to go up there. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to go to Canada. But besides the point, Lethbridge it's cool. Is cool. It's cool that the Grizz Stay play night a Canadian team. That's that's interesting to me. I th- I can't remember. I was looking through all the old stuff, and they used to play. Uh, why can't I think of it now? There there is one Canadian team in the NCAA, if I remember correctly. I'll look that up. But Grizz basketball's back, and it's going to be exciting. Six p.m. kickoff, not kickoff. This Tip. is basketball. Uh, Jeez Louise. But it's going to be exciting. The the Lady Grizz also. Uh, Got started last week with an exhibition against Carroll College. So that's Simon Fraser. That's the school. Jeez, Louise. Because they used to be, they or they still are called the Clan, which <laughs> has a little <laughs> that's has problematic. Some, some bad connotation here in in the U.S. I had to do some research because I was like, "There's no way they had to have changed their their mascot by now." I like doing that, looking up what old does, schools that had what racist. Does the mascot wear well. It was there, like, Simon Fraser apparently was, like, Scottish and came from, like, he was the leader of a certain, like, they were called a clan, but it was less of a right, thinking c- along the KK clan terms and more of the, uh, just, like, a group of people. And they're like, no, it's a, it's historical, historically significant for us, so they, they didn't change it. It's weird. Hmm. But right. basketball's here, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. We on, on Friday show we talked about it a little bit and honestly more excited for basketball. I like going to basketball games more than football games. Going to basketball games is great. I'm a big fan. Which we just need to get Fab on. Oh man, that guy, that guy. Is he ducking you? He's ducked me twice. Do he we need text, to? He did say so. The one he said he missed the bus. And I. Th- we we have confirmed that he actually did miss the bus. His, oh, we did his, some research. Good. We talked, and they said he did actually just kind of miss the bus. But last week, just said he had a group project to work on, so he uh, he didn't make it. And he said, "But I promise, one of these days, I'm going to be on that show." So, I think we, I think we need to send a message. I'll see. Uh, well, we can throw a rock at his window. or Maybe something. we'll we'll just invite Stand with some a other boom folks. Box. Get Trevor. I bet Trevor Spoil would come on the show. Montana, the only Montana kid on the roster. Did a little interview with him for a for a Kaiman story that's going to come out this week. 
he's a he's a good dude. Bobby Moorhead as well might be might be game to get on here. We'll see. We'll try to we'll try to line up some some Grizz basketball players. It's easier to get interviews with them than it is football. Back in the day, they got those media. Back those in media the day, roles. well, well, Robin Selvig was a fan of coming on the show, Robin the TBT Selvig's show, great. I should say. Yeah, and sitting across from us, just talking shop, talking shop. Yeah, but basketball's back, and I'm excited. That's my headline. What's number four? Speaking of basketball, a big weekend around the hoops world. Two guys in specific standout performances, sir. James Harden, fear the beard. Wow, what a th- he made like seven of eight threes in that seven game. Seven of eight from the deep. Impressive. From the deep. From James. the deep. <laughs> from the parking lot. Seven of eight, James Harden, 56 points. 13 assists. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, something just Ooh. absurd. I mean, James Harden, just an I mean, absolutely crazy night. Chris Paul not there. Patrick Beverly gone for Chris Paul along with a, a slew of talent. I mean, just showing out. Yeah. The Rockets are a fun team. A very Rockets fun are team. a very fun team. I, once Chris Paul comes back, because they really only played like two games together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see when Chris Paul comes back and um, maybe, tur- you know, I, I don't know. We still haven't really seen that meshing yet. So I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I think they'll probably work together. But again, it's the thing that we've talked about on the show. Why do you... You get James Harden, who was arguably the best point guard in the league last year. Well, last year. night he was running point. Yeah, and running point last night, putting up performances like this as your point guard. Why do you want to bring in another point guard and move him off? But I think they can make it work. I think those two, I, I don't know. They're just so great individually that I, I find it hard to believe they won't work well together. But that yeah. was, yeah, I mean, a, a great performance. Another I, great I'd say performance. the second best of the weekend. The number two. At least I hope you're talking the same shop not baby dirk but just a little oh, bit older man. baby dirk get out of here sir chris Sops. oh Porzingis. Okay. yes this was good this was number three at the garden six blocks the knicks are fun they've got a winning record which is just absurd it is but i'm happy for them the Cavs are like 11th in the in the east right now which is i think they're probably not not They'll behind be, the Bulls. They'll be fine. Yeah, the Bulls are the worst. Well, five. the Hawks are actually the worst. <laughs> well, the Hawks just beat the Cavs. Oh. Well. So. Perhaps the Bulls are the worst. I don't know. Kings and Mavs are both the worstest. Yeah. Least good. That was not. We we had a debate on this show Friday. A debate without me? <sighs> I had a debate with, with best friend Taylor about. I said LeBron James is the best point guard on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think if he played point guard consistently, he would be a top three point guard in the league. I have to say. And playing point guard that night, he put up 57, 11, and 7 on 69% shooting and 50% from three. I tweeted, at Taylor might have three, best point guard in the league. With that stat line, he did not respond to me. I think he was a little salty. I wouldn't either. I but have to say, well, saying. who did he say is the best guard on the Cavs? Uh, well, I think there was some miscommunication. He thought that he was arguing, and he just was arguing that he wasn't the best point guard. And I said, who is better than him? It's, is Isaiah Thomas better than him? I don't think so. At running an offense and play, I mean, if you're thinking both ways, no, I don't think so. Derrick Rose definitely isn't. Hey. But he said, I, will cut that I love Derrick Rose, too. I will he cut was that he was my prediction for comeback player of the year, I think. That was one of my bold calls. I, don't know. I love Derrick Rose. But LeBron, is, and he just transcends. And that's my argument was, basically, he's clearly the best small forward in the game. 
I mean, I guess Kevin Durant is like the second best player in the league probably right now, and he's also a small forward, so that's kind of close. But if he played power forward, he would be the best power forward in the game. If he played center, he could be a top five. We talked about some some murder ball lineups with him at the center that, well, man, it's unreal to think of. And he's a fantastic point guard, but so what? That not, was a not big, a good shooting guard. <clears throat> Friday night, yeah, shooting guard is kind of his. He's not as great of a shooter. Huh. I don't know. I, I mean, he would still be. I mean, I have to say, I listened to some of the. Did takes you hear this debate? Of certain, no, no, I did not. Okay, I didn't hear this debate in specific. It we must a, have come it in got the a second little half. Heated, yes. And you said the top of the hour once. I, wanted, I did say top of the hour. I want to compliment you. you on that. That was solid. And I said we're going to bring Taylor Featherman in at the top of the hour. I tried I to keep your name Boy, associated with top of the hour. I know what you're thinking. That is something right there. But, you know, I, I just thought I'd try to – I don't know. I'm just i I'm just saying. I liked I liked what I heard from Taylor. Yeah. Hey, he would be uh, – I think he would he would come in more if we want him I, to, to I come think chat every once in a while. I'd be happy bringing him on. Yeah. Doing a little, doing a little sports talk. Yeah. He knows his sports. He's welcome he's, especially, in the booth. He's a, he's a big NBA guy. Loves the NBA. We get into a lot of – That's I, you probably, you didn't hear as well. It, it didn't go as well as I I think I had it pictured in my mind because he wasn't as passionate about it. But he he had texted me when I knew that, that you were going to be gone, and I was thinking, well, I'll just see. I'll see if Zach wants to co-host, and I'll see, I mean, if I call, you know, trying to, trying to line up the show, fill, right, right, fill right. some spots. Not – rely too heavily on Zach not that I don't trust him but just I mean if you if you've never done it before just going in and doing two hours of radio with no interviews and no other guests is a little tough so yeah I was like yeah, I'll, I'll do it twice a week I'll get Mida to come in and talk about the NBA and he said okay and then he said I got a bone to pick and I was just like oh and I Ooh. said all right save it for the radio show but just give me the topic and he said it's about Halloween I can't believe all this stuff about LeBron and I was like wow really and so we uh he didn't get into it very much, but he was mad about LeBron being the, like the king of Halloween in the NBA. He thought Steph's costume was better. But then we got on the show, and he didn't. I don't. I think he didn't realize all of what LeBron did. Like he had like a saw type of thing where a narrator put you, and you had to solve a puzzle before a time. Otherwise, really? you were about That's to terrifying. get killed. And what? there was a costume. Well, they didn't actually. It was. I mean, it was. Well, I know it they were going to fake, they but yeah. kill it was like a breakout Smith. room type of a thing. Right, right. J.R. Smith dressed up as a cone head for the party. LeBron's been that. having that this good. party for years. They did the. This was the last year. A lot of people got upset because they had tombstones that said "Here lies the three-one lead" and all sorts Do you of think stuff they like that. Had any fun decoration? Oh, probably, I don't think probably. they had any yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they lost this year, but. And I I just kind of laid those out, and then I wanted an argument to it, and to follow basically. I don't know. I just wanted it to be a, you know, kind of an off, still still sportsy, kind of a little more fun yeah, argument. No, but can, it didn't it yeah. didn't happen really. He was just like, oh yeah, that's fair, I guess. Hmm. Steph was cool riding the track too, and we both agreed that it was cool, and that we wish people did that more often, and that the NBA is the best league if you want personalities. No doubt. To go with I, your I, I got into an argument because my brother uh, quit Twitter recently. Wow. A lot of people doing this. Right. And he was like, give me one reason to stay on Twitter. I was like, NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter is the best. Yeah. If there's what well, I, I agree with people that there's some terrible things on social media and some terrible people yep. just trying to get reactions out of people on social media. Yeah. All of which, absolutely, I agree. No doubt. I'm with Bad. you. Yeah. But first of all, you can block a lot of people. True. You can control your feed to see what you see. And, like, I get people are, like, they don't want to see all the political stuff. That's great. Like, I don't see the political stuff on my Twitter. I don't follow those kinds of people. Yeah. I follow some breaking news agencies because, you know, if things happen around the world, I want to 
yeah. be aware of that. And you, I mean, stuff pops up in the feed, but if, right. if enough I mean, people like it, you see the kind of major stuff that happens. Right, so. right, right. But I mean, like the thing is that you can. It, it's like I, I say Twitter, and I wrote a, an entire paper on this at one point in my life. Twitter is kind of like a newspaper in which you get to meld. You know what I mean? I get to pick that, like, eh, I'm not too into the garden section, so I'm going to add in uh, shoes, whatever's yeah. happening with the shoe. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a newspaper that you get to meld. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you get to control. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, Twitter is fantastic. It also is the absolute worst thing on the planet. And right. you just got to find your happy medium in there. Much you know? like this radio show. What's your last headline? My last headline <laughs> is that it's a busy week for Lolo basketball. All right? I know this is I, I these are what did we promise when we said headlines? These are the headlines that maybe you need to know you at need home to know or at maybe haven't heard yet, but need to know. And Lolo, have you not heard the news? It's a big week for Lolo hoops. Lolo hoops go loggers. Three games this week. I got my squad is depleted with some injuries. We got five players gonna have to borrow somebody from the A squad tonight. And then tomorrow night, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, so we, we'll we see. We'll see what's going to happen. It's going to be a, a crazy week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games for the Lolo Loggers. We're 0-1 on the season. Hopefully get a bounce back win here tonight. Then have to take on a, a Frenchtown team that will, 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 will probably be pretty tough. You know, team I'm familiar with, former Southwestern A Conference member, you know, had to play Frenchtown a few times in my day. Uh, Bronc Nation. But, it's gonna it's gonna be loud and proud up there in Lolo, but I think I think we can get the dub. And then at Hellgate, that's gonna be a tough one. That's Hellgate, a tough one. Who's the head coach? Of, they're very good. Do you know head coaches around the league or anything? Oh no, of this league, I'm pretty no. sure it's still Hamilton out at Hellgate. That's my dude. Really? That's of of dude. the eighth grade B team? Oh, B team. I don't I know. know. That's the that's the tough one. I don't know. That's the tough part. We had like the computer guy. Whoever used to like. You're a Hellgate Elementary guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. So this is a big rivalry game. Do we want to put a bet on it that I I also still have to? True, and you know what? That's a good good segue. So uh, you do owe me, yeah. Uh, a Thank how God long I did we decide? Shave a couple minutes, a couple minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it was two minutes. A two minute heartfelt dialogue, confessing your true yeah. love. That's not what Stephon we said. That is not Curry. what we said. I don't know. I, I we said we had to talk positive. I'll pull the podcast up, but uh. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, come later. I'm not going to use that in a sense of like, okay, Jackson, here's your floor. I'm going to wait until this LeBron James, Steph Curry can of worms opens, and I'm going to say, boom, right now, do it. No. Nope, that's what? You never that's, said when I get to use it. I never said that you diabolical. got to determine when I get to use it. We diabolical. said the loser has to do this, and I'm going to do it. Not right now, you're not. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, I would put a bet on the Hellgate. No, I, well, you I know what, Pete I Rose, wouldn't. you better not. What's our line? Our line has to be like 17 and a half. You don't get to bet on your own team, Pete. <laughs> True. That's you don't fair. get to go in the hall. That's fair. Come on, guys. I got to bet on this. I need you guys, <laughs> to, need you guys to pull through. I can't be embarrassed on radio again. All right. We're going to go to break. Top of the hour when we come back. We haven't heard from him in a while. College football expert oh. Tyson G. Gentry over in Bo's, hey, Tyson. Bo's Man going to call in. And break down the crazy world that is yeah. the college football. I go down upon my knees and I'm changing. Welcome back in K- KBJ 89.9, the West Coast Buy Show. Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. Little Garth Brooks there for you. I think he's playing near here 
soon. I don't know. That's why that's Gold stuck in my head. Garth. But joining us right now via the phone line from Buzzman, Montana, Tyson G. Gentry, or Where the as you may lost know him. This weekend. I just want to add. I don't think Tyson cares. As you may know, know him, Chris Taylor. Tyson, we're sorry about the World Series loss. It's happening. Tyson? Maybe he can hear phone? us, but he I don't can know what's happening us, with our phone. can't hear him. This is back-to-back. Odd. Does that do it? Interesting. Tyson, can you hear us? We are having issues. Oh, it's. I know what it is, I think. Tyson, now can you hear me? Wow. Hmm. Wow, wow. This is... Well, I don't know what's happening. We've done this the same way for years. Does that do anything? And now all of a sudden it won't work. Huh. Well, I mean, for years. I don't know about all that noise, but... Yeah, I mean, no. you guys have been calling people in doing this exact same thing for a long time. That's true. I, I don't know why this isn't working. Pretty simple process. It's a very simple process. You hit the half, half yellowy yeah. button. Huh. Well, I guess I'll text him and tell him call her off. That's sad. I don't. Back to back weekends, we can't get a caller through. It's it's just tragic. I know. <laughs> if you're listening to us, Tyson, I'm sorry that LSU couldn't get the job done, but I'm also sorry that Leonard Fournette got suspended from the team. What's going on with him? Please, I need an explanation. Jaguars are still winning without him. It doesn't matter. They're still going to make the Super Bowl, but it would it would really be helpful if he was around. Well, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> moving right along. Looks like we'll just have to talk college football ourselves. See, Tyson said he could hear us, but we couldn't hear him. Yeah, same thing that happened. You you said the same thing last yeah, week when exactly. when we tried to get a live a live report from the Be- no, not the Belmont, the Breeders' Cup. There it is. All right. Well, Jackson, we could talk college football. Yeah. Not as good as Tyson, but we can. All right. The pa- the first ever playoff ranking came out just a uh, yeah. week ago, right after. And it was the show. dumb. It was dumb. Care to elaborate? <laughs> I don't know. I just I think it, it earlier in the season when we did our power rankings, I put Clemson ahead of Alabama, which at that point I thought was kind of not. I don't know. It, you had it, reasoning when that happened. I had reasoning, but it was also just kind of to mix it up. Like Alabama is going to be there. We all know that. So just to provide some debate, I wanted to to put Clemson at first so we could talk about it a little bit instead of just saying, and then it, number one is Alabama because, of course, Alabama's always at number one. And I think that's all the, the committee did here. I don't think Georgia – I mean, they, they have the win against Notre Dame, who are now the number three team in the country, I suppose. So that's huge. But other than that, it's a, it's a very similar resume, and right. they haven't really beat – I mean, in conference play, Mississippi State they beat. Other than that – Tennessee, that's a bad team. Vanderbilt, that's a pretty bad team. Missouri aren't good. Florida aren't good this year. Nope, South aren't Carolina good. aren't good this year. Nah, they're, I mean, they're the best that they've played. That's a, a decent team at South Carolina. But they got the big test coming up against Auburn this weekend. But I just I mean, I just thought it was kind of dumb that they, that they put Georgia ahead. And it was just a thing that they could – I think if it would have come out and been the same as the AP, it wouldn't have been a big deal that the first college football playoff rankings were out. But I think to make it like, oh man, the the, the playoff committee is is releasing their polls now. They had to mix things up a little bit and put Georgia at one. So I think it was just kind of a publicity thing. I think Alabama is still the best team in the country. Uh, I mean, no, no, no doubt. I, Alabama is the without question number one team in the country until they suffer a loss, which 
at this point doesn't look good. This Alabama team, yeah. uh, record-wise remaining, like you said, Mississippi State this weekend, which well, Mississippi State's been good, but just ran through LSU. Uh, then they play Mercer and then Auburn. So, I mean, there's not a lot of um, – not really a lot of opposition left here for this team. I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts has really come on the scene, which is incredible to me because this Alabama team, for the longest time, I mean, we're talking back the A.J. McCarron days and before, it was always a quarterback who wasn't overly mobile. He would stay in the pocket, uh, more more of a pocket passer type quarterback in this system. And, and you know, if we talk about the Patriots being a, a system where you just plug yeah. and play, Alabama's the exact same. I mean, yep. but obviously – riddled with talent meeting calvin ridley um i love calvin ridley i'm a big calvin ridley fan i mean bo yeah. scarborough one of the best huge. backs in the he's country huge. and damian harris is even i mean i think he's having a better season thus far than bo scarborough in fact but that's my point is this alabama team is off the charts talented and they are the number one team without question georgia a good team though uh the, yeah the win against notre dame is their only real quality win is the problem. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a great win right now. If you're looking at right it, now. Notre Dame is a team that a lot of people think is uh, outside of the SEC, the best team in the country. And it happened early. I don't think Georgia gets enough credit for that, honestly, because it happened earlier in the season when Notre Dame was still, I think they were ranked like number 24 when that game happened. So a lot of people didn't realize how good this Notre Dame team was. And like, as a, as a way of that now, we're seeing that, I mean, I mean that was a huge win early in the season. So right, well, and Georgia. Speaking of them, Nick Chubb is unreal. Yeah, I mean, that guy. Holy cow, he he is one of the most unbelievable running backs. Um, taking over for Todd Gurley. I mean, this this guy. He and, and as when I when I talked with Herschel Walker, I said, "Hey, how about that Nick Chubb? How about that Nick Chubb?" Quote from Herschel Walker. Yeah, he's good. Wow. So break it. That's. Boom. Look at you getting fire the, scoop. the headline. Hey, getting the scoop. I was right on my last scoop. I don't know. I, I'm questionable about this. What? You reported. Don't that, you question that this. Bob Stitt was sick a week and a half before Bob Stitt was actually sick. He was sick. I don't know. I saw him at the pharmacy, hacking, sneezing. Yeah. Runny nose. Yeah. Didn't look good. And. I don't know if he recognized me as the radio show that I don't think he likes, at least didn't like the few appearances he made. Yeah. But he quickly looked at me and then made an exit from the pharmacy. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm just going to say he's sick. He doesn't look good. And then you tweet. Well, I guess, do I credit that to you, Kyman Sports? No, that was mine. I don't tweet from Kyman. Nick Puckett takes, uh, oh, takes over Kyman Sports. You. So I tweet. Uh, no, nah, I just tweet from my own account on. Oh. On game day. Well, anyway, he had to drink like a he drank a bunch of Nyquil or not Nyquil, but like cough syrup because he didn't feel very good. So I just you know, West Coast by show breaking the news, kicking down that door. That's fair. Anyway, that's fair. <laughs> Alabama, yeah. Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson, those are the top four. Yeah, as currently constructed, just in the AP. Not talking about the playoff breakdown or whatever, because like like you said, all that's pretty much BS until a ne- the next couple weeks it'll get better. But yeah. Um, Can we just talk about how great it would be if Mercer beat Alabama? I know it's, I know it's not incredible. going to happen. ESPN has them as 99.7% favorites. They don't even have stats that 
they have like the passing in the game comparison there's the passing rushing receiving leaders mercers are all just dots there's no hmm. there's no names for them dots are good though that those dots guys they yeah carry the load oklahoma right on the outside oklahoma with a ginormous win this weekend against in-state rival oklahoma state and what ended up being just insane. the was just insane. the shootout of the century, sixty-two to fifty-two. Baker Mayfield, my boy, Baker Mayfield, thirty-two hundred yards on the season, twenty-eight yeah. touchdowns, broke the yardage record for single game. Now the Heisman favorite at the West yeah, Gate, definitely moved him over Saquon Barkley, who had who kind of a struggle of a, a little game. bit. They lost Penn, back to back. Penn State not looking as quite bulletproof as they were, and you know I would say let's get. You know, Big Ten expert Brad Walkie on the phone, but he'll be a sad Big Ten expert. We don't have a phone, so that's yeah. that's out of the also question true. here. But I mean, the Big Ten. We talked about it here on this show, you and me. That is about how the Big Ten was perhaps the most exciting conference. I mean, as far as well, football yeah. talent, like I mean, I mean, just the Big Ten East standings. I mean, the top four: Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Those all four, four teams. of those teams at one point had either zero or one loss and were looking like a possible playoff team. Now I don't think the Big Ten has a playoff Not team. Not Michigan State. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Mark D'Antoni. Wow. Can't give it to you. All right. I mean, fair enough. If you had Kirk Cousins. Now all of those teams have two losses. There's not a two-loss team that's right going to – You talked about Kirk Cousins. Yep, once okay. a show. I'll do it. Hey, okay. well, he led a great – he led a game-winning drive last night. That would have been a better time to drop in the oh, – Yeah, jeez. Anyway, anyway. Whatever, I'm – but shameless. The big time. I mean, I get, uh, Wisconsin's still undefeated. Go which is Wisconsin. Wisconsin's, go Wisconsin. I feel go. like even if Wisconsin goes undefeated, I don't. I feel like get them out of there. Nobody wants to see Wisconsin play in the playoff. That's dumb. well. I mean, they've got Michigan coming up, which they better. They need to lose. They, they need to lose. They soon. will probably beat Michigan. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah. also undefeated, a team that I and you've been on top of this the entire ooh, time. Ooh, this has been ooh, happening. Ooh, ooh. Respect the uh, ACC. Uh, uh, You've been all uh, over the Canes, uh, the Hurricanes uh, uh, the of the Miami. U. Yes. You. Sorry that I was dancing and making noises, but the U. Yeah, I mean, no one else saw the dancing but me. I don't yeah, that's so. a good. That's a good oh, thing. Oh boy, it's snowing again. That's terrific. Hey, woohoo! But the U is a team that the U is y- back. Y- you know, yeah. I mean, watching those those thirty for thirties about the U is is incredible. They're a great team. The swagger that the Miami teams had in the past Seventh is, floor is fantastic. They're just great, you know. Have you watched the Greg Olson rap yet? I haven't. No, I need to do that. I know. If you're a Canes fan, I know, I know, I know. G Reg, but it's been. I mean, it's been a good season. the The U is is really back. the The turnover chain has been so much fun to watch. They had all black Miami Knights uniforms. And a lot of people disrespected this team. I mean, we had kind of talked about it on this show before. They, it, I mean, in the in the AP this week, they're number seven, right? And they moved up a couple spots, and they're still three teams with losses ahead of them but when they're an undefeated ACC team. Here is, but they scraped by a couple times. I'll I'll give you credit there. They a five point win against North Carolina, not a great result. Eight point win against Syracuse, not a great result. Just beat Florida State, not a great team by four. Beat Georgia Tech by one. A lot of really close games. Guess what? They won all of those games. Guess what happened this weekend? They take on number 13 Virginia That's... Tech, a team with one loss, a team that has historically dominated the Coastal Division in the ACC, and they just whooped them on national television in the primetime game, 28-10. to 10. Could have been worse. Miami's back. A huge, 
Huge game. Huge. This weekend against Notre Dame Catholics v. Convicts. I think the winner of that is going to the playoffs. At this point, it would look as though the winner of that would be a playoff team, certainly as constructed. But um, I don't know. I This college football season, I feel like, is shaking out to be very uh, very odd. I mean, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't remember one where it seemed like no one's safe except Alabama, except like the last 20 years. Yeah, Alabama's always safe, so that doesn't really matter. But, but yeah. I mean, there's literally no one else on here where it's a surefire, oh, they're a playoff team. Yeah. I don't I don't think Georgia ends the season in the playoff. Really? I don't think so. See, I think that I think Georgia if they win this weekend against Auburn, they've got Kentucky. That's not a good team. Kentucky right. are bad. And Kentucky Georgia Tech. Are bad. Kentucky is bad. Eh, grammar whatever. And then they got Land Georgia, of horses Georgia, and whiskey. Georgia Tech as well. That's not a good team either. No. I mean, I guess they're both average. Just neither of them can stand up to Georgia. And then if they lose the SEC title game to Alabama, I think you still give them. I, well, okay. I don't think you can punish them for losing to the not, dominant number one team in the country. They're definitely with one not going to go into that. the playoff. They're definitely not going to go into the playoff undefeated. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Alabama will be. I think them. the loser they, of the SEC title game is still in the playoff. I if agree. These with two you. meet undefeated. I agree with you. Yeah. But. I don't think they should overlook Auburn this weekend. I know that no. sounds bonkers. No, I, I mean, Auburn's the a tenth, good team. Tenth team in the country as far as things go. Um, Auburn's a favorite according to ESPN. Their their football power index has them at fifty two percent favorite. And I so. like Auburn in that game. I don't think Georgia makes the playoff. I think they lose that game, and I think they lose the championship to Alabama. Uh, I like it. I think yeah. Alabama's in. I think Notre Dame and Miami, like you said, the winner of that's in. Clemson, I think, makes it, even though they really? would end up playing Miami what, late. So what? This is a. So what happens if Miami wins this weekend, and then plays I mean, Clemson in the championship? If, if Miami win and take down, just looking at the AP poll, so they're seven. If they beat Notre Dame, who's number three, I think they have to move to number three, and and I don't know if it'll work out that way. I think they'd probably but I think, slide Clemson up. I don't. I, I mean, bet they'd put them at Clemson, five. Clemson has a loss. How do you put a team? Okay, that, but then why I is mean, Wisconsin six? Well, Wisconsin hasn't beat anybody. Wisconsin has zero wins against a ranked team on their schedule. They right. won't play a ranked True. team all year long. They play Miami. They play, they'll play Michigan. Michigan. That's what I meant. Yeah. Who are, what, number 21 now. Cool. 21? Miami have beat a couple of ranked teams, and if they beat the number three team in the country, if they're still undefeated, one of what? We've got five teams left now. Alabama, Georgia. Are you respecting UCF? Wisconsin, Miami. I'm respecting the heck out of UCF. You should. They better be Respect there. Respect the Golden Knights. Is that what they are? I want the Golden Knights to be there. Hey, Blake Bortles. UCF gave me my favorite NFL player in the entire history of the NFL. Hey, Blake Bortles. My Blake son. Bortles, fact of the day. My child. Never been ejected from a game. Never been ejected from a game. Also had more combined passing yards than this weekend, uh, Marcus then, Mariota. Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson and, Andrew, and Luck. Andrew Luck. Two the of those three, The three other starting quarterbacks in the yeah, NFC so he South. Had, he had they more yards than Mariota. Didn't start, but. He had more yards than Mariota. Hey, Still, that's anyway, something. Anyway. I like Mariota a heck of a lot more. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mariota's. You, sh- Mariota's you guys bad. would trade straight across without question. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I just don't. I don't know how you can probably. Put, Jeez. Hey, Blake Bortles has been really good three straight weeks. They they won because they've missed Leonard Fournette back to back weeks and still won because he's had a good day through the air. Well, and old I'm old Leonard saying. Fournette missing the, de- the I mean, team the, picture, the mixing the missing the team practice, yeah, missing man, the Leonard, treatment. That's not good. That's what I. Was, hey, Tyson, what's up with your boy? That's it. That's his guy. You know, I, I gave him credit when when Leonard was playing well. When he's playing bad, I need some explanation, Tyson. So yeah, 
But I just think, I mean, if Miami wins, I think they have to jump ahead of every other team. With I think they're number three if they if they beat Notre Dame. I think you put them right behind the other undefeated teams. And then if they lose the ACC title game to Clemson, I I, I mean, I don't see a thing happening where we've already talked about the SEC loser probably say, makes playoffs. I don't I, th- I don't think you could have one two from the SEC and then have Miami Clemson at three four. Right, you don't. And those four all make it after the because title games. I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma or potentially Wisconsin. Oklahoma TCU this potentially weekend. Potentially Washington if they end well, up winning the Pac-12. Oklahoma TCU this weekend. So we're kind of at an impasse, right? We're starting to whittle down the schedule a little bit. You've yeah. got two versus ten this weekend. Yep. You've got seven versus three this weekend. Yep. You've got five versus eight this weekend. And that's going to clear this picture out a lot, right? Yeah. So, one, I mean, the second Oklahoma plays TCU, which I think Oklahoma wins that game, I think that pushes them back into the top four conversation because Clemson, I mean, they don't have a lot left strength of schedule wise. Yeah, they just I mean, kind of need they to need luck the out ACC and then title beat game. my like they need Miami to get to that AFC or exactly. ACC championship game. Yeah, because FSU, you know what preseason that was going to be one of the best games of the year, but FSU's bad. FSU's terrible. Wow, they're Very horrible. Depleted. Without Francois, depleted. Yeah, they've really. But they are awful. Just awful. Oy. And then they play like the Citadel and then South Carolina. Yeah. I uh, hey the Citadel. Is that what that is? Don't watch out. Don't don't uh, don't overestimate the Citadel. Is that what that is? Yeah. I just saw they have CIT a the. Oh, it. I don't know actually. I thought I was just assuming. You'd... Probably though. I, I mean the I the Citadel. Is it? yeah, that's Citadel. Is it Citadel? But see, so that's definitely they're not the just Citadel. Citadel Bulldogs. Yeah, it's they're the Citadel the Bulldogs. Citadel Bulldogs. So I was right. That is the Citadel. I'm proud of me. The Citadel. The Citadel. The Citadel. That's this is a tongue twister. Sorry, I just wanted to get it out. Sound like you're this saying is dancing probably, Adele. This is I probably you were saying. I thought you were saying dancing Adele. Yeah. This is probably more times dancing Adele dancing than Adele, ever. Dancing Adele. That the words the Citadel Bulldogs dancing Adele. or just the Citadel have dancing been pronounced Adele. on a sports talk show. Dancing I think we Adele. broke the. Let's call up Guinness because I think we broke the record. The Citadel, the Citadel, the Citadel. Add a few Dancing more. Adele, Just in Adele, case. Dancing Adele. But. <laughs> oh, man. That was bad. Is this? Are we still live? What's going on right <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, this is an interesting weekend, and I this think the playoff picture weekend. is really going to start to. When we to start to be a little more clear once we, we see uh, what all happens here with these teams. You're right. When we reconvene Monday, the top four is going to be a lot more clear. If Notre Dame beats Miami, they will be a playoff team because they don't they don't have to do a championship game. Yeah, that's what people. They have to beat Navy. You never Done. know with that triple option. And Although they, have to they beat do play Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Which, Stanford eh, coming off. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Stanford. You never overlook Stanford. Never. As yeah. a USC fan, I mean, the second you overlook Stanford, second they put that knife in your back. As a USC fan, that happens. As a UFC, with many as a USC teams. fan. I don't, never mind. I don't even want to go down this road. Yeah. I hate USC. Yeah. Anyway. It's not true. But it's just, a, I'm, I'm upset. I'm grouchy. You know, not all of us can just pick the champion every year. Swagner. Who did I do that? No, I don't know. I was gonna say I, was, I don't I if I did that I don't remember. But I UNC. UNC. Hey, yeah, I've been a UNC fan but since before I can remember. I've been a Miami fan for the same amount of time. I used to, man, I had so much. You're not a Miami fan. I had so much but orange never gear. To the 7th floor crew. Well, oh, true. But so You know, I think I think it would off. be cool. I I don't know how great this Miami team is. I think this was a huge statement win this weekend and I think a lot of people doubted them and thought that they were kind of going to get beat up on by Virginia Tech cuz it was the first 
tough team they played in a while, and they had been skating by. But huge statement win. Huge! And Let's, they uh, be, this is really – growing up in Anaconda <laughs> and – to, I mean, is this why you're a Miami fan? By Growing way of, up in Anaconda. By way of that, also spending a lot of time with and around Butte people. I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of Irish people in Butte. Oh. And I don't know if you oh, know yeah. this, but Notre Dame are called the Fighting Irish. And the the Irish Catholics, man, oh boy. There are so many of them, and they're so obnoxious, and I hate all of them. I don't hate all of them. But oh, wow. m- mo- more of my friends were Notre Dame fans than anything else. More people that I know, just like the... The old people in the bar, not well, not in the bars because I was a kid. But back at, when I was at, eight in the yeah, bars, it's Anaconda. We live a we live a different <laughs> lifestyle there. But just like around town, there's always like Notre Dame. Like it's just outrageous how many Notre Dame fans there are, and I've always hated them. And orange has always been my favorite color. So from a young age, I was like, oh, I can like a team that's good because they used to be Miami used to be good. Mm-hmm. That has. My favorite, I mean, green and orange, too, like my favorite two colors. Put them together. That's my favorite color scheme. I was like, my favorite color scheme. And if I like them, all the Notre Dame people will be mad at me. Like, yes, this is great. This is what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And so I've been a Notre Dame or a Miami fan for a long time because of Notre Dame. I wish partially. you would have just said I've and been this, a Notre Dame fan so for a long time so I could have cut the clip. This game has been huge for me in the past. And this is the biggest one that I remember in my life. So. I mean, more so than than Cat Grizz this year. I'm excited for this Notre Dame Miami game. Yeah. If, if they lose, I will cry. Well, and it it works into your schedule because you'll just be watching the Grizz game. No, so you, it's this week. I'm I'm not gonna be able to watch it. That's what I'm saying. I know. I was being oh, sarcastic. you were being sarcastic. You were making fun of me. Speaking it's a 5 p.m. start, so I can maybe it'll be uh, right in that yeah, yeah, window might, in between volleyball and football where I can volleyball watch a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. So speaking Big. of statement win last weekend. Let's transition a segue like no other to Grizz football. Yeah. Beating the Northern Arizona, now it's the Lumberjacks, right? The Lumberjacks. Right. Yes. 17 to 15 in just what ended up being just an, just an absurd football game. Unreal. It was unreal. So I was not here for this. So you yeah. just take the reins and I'll just ask questions inquisitively throughout. I'm just going to fly through probably. We couldn't figure it out. So up in the press box. All right, I should probably start at the beginning. <laughs> That's, a good place. That's a good place to start, usually. Start the start um, at, the, at the top. So Montana, the number five passing offense in the country, okay? But they're without Gresh Jensen, who warmed up. There was there was some murmurs that he might play, but he hadn't practiced all week. They knew that he was not going to play. So Caleb Hill was the starter for the Grizzlies. The third, thir- stringer. Third, third stringer, People Caleb Hill. That. And Northern Arizona, the number six passing offense in the country. So coming into this week... And I think we had talked about it on the show here when it was still – word was that Gresh Jensen was – I mean, he was listed as a starter on the on the depth chart that they released this year – or this week. So we're expecting kind of a shootout type of a football game, high-flying offenses, going to go through the air a lot, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, some of the best wide receivers in the league. A big a big matchup as Tato cannot get his coffee – Unscrewed. I, have I give to, you a crack. I have to say it's the pickle jar. I'm not gonna, Everybody tries to open the pickle jar. I'm not going to be able to get it. I'm weak. I'm weak. My Everybody family tries made fun to open of me the pickle jar for being weak. Yeah, I'm not. You see that. some? <laughs> I'm not I know that, that hurts your hand. Yeah. Too. You see somebody with a pickle jar? Everyone's going to run over you and try, try that pickle jar. You got to try it. Same but potatoes. An offensive. We're expecting just an offensive shutout. Two great teams. Northern Arizona also has a very good defense. The Grizzlies. Eh, they have a talented defense. They can't. I think it's permanent. Seem to pull it together. Yeah, that's that thing stuck on there. I don't know what it's, you did, but 
it's gone forever. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll quit but, distracting. So t- Jensen doesn't start, so they go with Caleb Hill. Right. Northern Arizona wins the toss and chooses to receive. An interesting choice. But anyway, that I guess I, I that was just that was just weird to me. I guess when you have two good offenses, you just want to score right away. But Montana, especially this year, that third quarter, if you get the first drive in the third quarter and you're a visiting team, it's like a scrimmage. There's nobody in that stadium at the start of the right. third quarter. Right. Well, quarters. attendance was low so, anyway. I'm attendance, at the like 20,000. 20, just, it was ugly. But they they choose to receive. And then, the, so Montana gets its first chance on the second possession of the game. And Caleb Hill comes out and just looks lost. To, I mean, his final stat line, he didn't throw a pass. He ends up. With two carries for negative eleven yards, he played one drive. They went backwards. He coached it after the game. Said that uh, there was also a delay of game in there, and he said after the delay of game, Caleb didn't even take the play call from him. So he said, and they they had planned on using McKenna Simmons a lot anyway as kind of a you know colder colder game. Right. Well, Maybe not going to have as much people, success throwing the ball. People forget that McKenna Simmons was one of the players who, game. who lost out to Gustafson ultimately in the quarterback duel years ago um so i mean people people forget people forget about mckenna simmons yeah kind of playing a slot i mean do everything role he's been a, a bit Ooh, essentially there was a player back in the day he was the one who got tasered with trumaine johnson gerald kemp oh man gerald kemp. loved gerald kemp i was he, a big he kind of ran man. the same role yeah former quarterback Didn't, and then just turned into he whatever. was a receiver he would still run some oh, oh you muted my wow he muted me <laughs> <laughs> he cut me off um but <laughs> yeah Kemp was a receiver, quarterback sometimes. Wow, yeah, you. I need it. I need to take control of the board again. I need a saw for this service. Uh, um, but so Simmons has basically been out. He hasn't been playing quarterback for two years. They do some power run stuff with him because he's put on a lot of weight, but that's about it. And after one drive, the Grizz knew this is done. We need Simmons in. So they go to their. They have their fourth string quarterback in there, a guy who hasn't played quarterback in two years, and has put on a lot of weight. Doesn't you know? D- not that comfortable throwing the ball. As he said after the game himself, he said, you could tell that it had been two years. He said, I still know all the plays. I still feel comfortable running the offense, but as far as just throwing it was concerned, you could you could definitely tell, and I could definitely tell that it, you know, I'm not the same person that I was a couple of years ago. So you'd say, you say that's a disadvantage for the Grizzlies, but then six minutes into the game, Case Cookis, Former freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference, one All of the American, probably I would say the second best. I think Gage Gubrud is probably the best quarterback in the conference from Eastern Washington. Case Cookis is, if not at the same talent level, just slightly below him. And he, they run, they were pulling out all the trick plays. This was, you could tell this was a big game, a game they were pulling out all the stops against Montana. Uh, winning, we talked about it with the Eastern earlier in the year. Winning at Missoula is a huge deal for any Big Sky Conference team. They run a double reverse that Cookus ends up as the lead blocker on. And he, a little crackback block targeting to the head of James Banks. Cookus is gone. First time we'd ever seen it. We we asked the NCAA up in the press box, you guys ever seen this? Could you tell us when the last time that a quarterback was ejected for a targeting penalty was? And they said, we have we have no idea how to even begin searching for that. Well, and tar- targeting is fairly new. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this has to be the first case that a quarterback has ever been. We would have heard about it before. It's certainly the first I've ever heard of. Yeah. But it, it made national news. The Bleacher Report, SB Nation picked it up, all sorts of. Hey, it was also, a big deal. shout out to our friend, Nick Puckett. Yeah. Making both the Washington Post and ESPN this weekend, working with the AP. Yeah. It's big time. It's big. So he's a big That's time sweet. journalist. That's sweet. He probably he probably wouldn't even recognize us now. I mean. I mean, you, yeah. you see him frequently, but. Yeah. He probably yeah. big time. Man. That was awesome, though. 
That yeah. was awesome. Pr- proud of you, Nick. Proud of you. Except for your Cubs fan. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a, eh, whatever. Yeah. We'll get over that. Nerd. But, so they have to go with backup quarterback Stone Smart. Who, who, great football name. Great football name. Stone Smart? Stone Smart. He's a true freshman. He needs to go be a wrestler. He comes in, and true, also true. Stone Smart from the wire! But we have a, a matchup that is pinned, oh, or that is billed from the, from the rope, right? Oh, yeah, that, second reference. Yes. Yeah. Callback, we'll call back for it. Callback. Um, but... Two teams that are passing offenses. I mean, two of the six best, two teams in the top six in the entire country in the FCS as passing offenses are concerned. And neither side has a 100-yard passer. Smart throws for 99 yards, completes less than half of his passes. Simmons goes just 6 of 15 for 44 yards. It was the fewest passing yards, which this actually blew my mind. Jordan Johnson had 36 against Eastern Washington in 2011. I would have thought it was at least the 80s the last time the Grizzlies had 44 or fewer passing yards in a game. Or at least the Roper days. Oh, man, Justin Roper. I tweeted about Justin Roper this weekend because he's forever in my mind. But McKenna Simmons really handled it well, ran for 100 yards, 19 carries. He, he, he led the offense. They got a little bit lucky. Well, not I don't know, not lucky. They changed up the punt coverage because they had been struggling on special teams, and Jerry Louie McGee takes one to the house for a touchdown. And then they get a rushing touchdown as well off of a big, I mean, I think it was like a 33-yard pass. So most of his passing yards came on one play to uh, to Justin Calhoun to put him at the doorstep after a turnover. The only turnover the Grizz forced, but it was just a weird game. A lot of things happened. Keenan Curran, a receiver for the Grizzlies, had an interception. Montana's hmm. receivers, if you look at Jerry Louie McGee and Keenan Curran, combined for 46 rushing yards. That is when the quarterback hands the ball off to normally a running back, but in this case, two receivers handed it off to them. Right. <laughs> and they caught for total. All of Montana's receivers only had 44 yards receiving. So it, it was just a weird, weird game. And it's a game that – and I got into kind of an argument. Started It was it started on Facebook with an old uh, – one of my former boss from Anaconda, a radio guy there. Started on Facebook where he, he kind of went after the attendance and said, it's all crumbling down. The Grizz got lucky to beat Northern or North Dakota because of injuries, and the only reason they beat Northern Arizona is because of this targeting penalty. And I'm not one to usually get into arguments, especially on social media. I don't know. The way and you describe your recent like social media track history, I feel like you're a little argumentative on social media. I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's, I feel like intervention I, for you. I know. It's not good. But – I basically said, like, hey, that's such an unfair argument. You can't call the Grizz lucky because of those things when Montana's on the four-string quarterback. Like, and then he argued it's, it's common sense to argue this. Injuries are part of the game, and Montana needs to learn to deal with those, which he basically just inverted his own argument upon himself. Pre- like, yeah, pre- pretty he much. argued that the Grizz were lucky to win because of an injury and because of an ejection. Well, injuries happen. Grizz know a lot more about that than I think most other schools in the big sky. Uh, it's uh, something like, I think more than half of the games that Stitt has coached here, he has been without a starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Brady, number one guy. Brady Gustafson missed a lot of time, yeah. and now Reese Phillips Reece missing Phillips a lot of time. Out, and now he's not even at and his backup. Gresh, yeah, exactly. A, missing a lot of time. Missing a couple games. It's yeah, been, not a lot it's, of time. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, though. And when you look at I mean, this was a decision Cook has made. You can argue about the call. I think it was a good call. I think if a linebacker does that to a quarterback – out in a heartbeat and the call is made and everyone agrees with it. I think a lot of people just because, I mean, Banks is obviously bigger and stronger than, right. than Case Cookus is, but Cookus led with his helmet and they made, I mean, 
their helmets collided on a block against a defenseless guy. Right. It's it's a clear interpretation of the rules. He should have been tossed. I, I agree it's an interpretation of the rules. I just I feel like in that sense, the way Cookus was running, it looked like he was trying to lead with his shoulder. Yeah. And his crown of his helmet like incidentally got in there. Like just to defend him for a minute. I've watched the replays, the slow motion gifts. Yeah. I've watched as much of that as I can. And I I agree that he should have been called for targeting and I, I stand by the ejection, blah 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 blah. But I just I feel like he like I don't think it was intentional, right? I feel like he really did try yeah. to lead with his shoulder. Yeah. And the way that the way that he's running in there kinda of with his one arm cocked, you know? Yeah. It looked it looked like he was trying to lead with his shoulder and then just the way that Banks was kind of already falling out of bounds, they just kinda of incidentally collided. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, it's still yeah. a penalty. It's yeah. still a targeting. Yeah. He's still ejected. But I was not there. I did not see what happened prior to or after the ejection. Oh boy! With him walking around, this was around, probably the most fun. Screaming and flapping his arms like a bird is what I heard. Yeah, so he's standing there and they're reviewing it. it the review takes a couple minutes, and I, I mean, uh, you could sense the way that it was going. I think originally that he he was flagged because he stood after the play. He stood over Banks and taunted him, and I think he was flagged for that. And then they said, "All right, we're also we're going to go and take a look here." at whether or not this is targeting. So then it's like, oh, man, if this is a targeting penalty, you know, with the, with the new rules, you're out for the game. And this is their star quarterback. This would change this entire game. Absolutely. This would be crazy. So everyone's kind of, oh, boy, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? The refs come back out, announce it, and he loses his mind. <laughs> he starts yelling at the refs. Yeah, both arms are flapping up, like a bird. Flapping, he's blah, 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 and he's yelling at the refs, and then probably more vulgar than rah rah rah. Yeah, he but. went to kind of go after the refs. Some coaches got there. Some guy, I don't, I maybe not coaches, but just people with with the NAU program. Usually the strength trainer. Yeah, they're they're, him off. they're escorting him off. They're they're carrying him off the field. Well, not carrying him off, but kind of <laughs> get the cart. He's not moving. <laughs> di- di- directing him. That would have been to, funny. He in just the way sits of the down tunnel. like a kid. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> not leaving. But I don't know if you know this about Washington Grizzly Stadium, but the north end zone where all of the most diehard, craziest Grizz fans are located yeah, my, my, my boys. Is, yep, is right above the visitor's tunnel. Correct. And he, on his way out, he started with the helmet on. And uh, th- My favorite thing is when you can tell a football player is talking smack just because his helmet is bobbing up and down. The way the face mask bounces. Yeah, just the way yeah, that yeah. you can you can just tell. And he's, oh, man, he was letting him have it. And there were fans. There were so many. I saw middle fingers all over the place. <laughs> Grizz fans were letting this kid have it. It was as many boos as I think I've ever heard in the stadium. And then finally his helmet comes off, and then he's still yelling. Still flapping the arms. Arms are up and down. He was outraged. He's freaking out. It was fantastic. Man, it was Then didn't he get great. in the tunnel and some fans dump some snow on him or something? Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, someone that, told me that. That could have been true. That's possible. But, yeah. Wow, what a – and, I mean, Cookus, a guy I had a lot of respect for coming into the game, kind of uh, – I, I don't know. There was – Mitch Stroman, I believe his name is, and now I'm doubt, now I'm questioning that, but I, I think it is. I screwed But anyway, time. he is the Northern Arizona – he's like their their radio guy. He comes with the team. He travels. He, he does their broadcast and stuff. And he had a long Facebook post that I saw that was like, good, great for Case Cookus to – stand up to those fans and to the show and i think if cookus would have just got ejected there would have been a, a couple of boos and that would have been it and the fact that he lost his mind and was he clearly you're just feeding the beast yeah you've got i mean it i i maybe twenty thousand against one is not fair but 
You've just got to deal with that and go. I thought that was a, a little classless, which I mean classless on the part of the Grizz fans as well to a certain extent, but I don't think you can defend a guy for doing that. I don't I didn't think that was like a oh man like wow, look at look at that guy. I thought it was like oh case that's come on buddy like get it together a little bit here I I lost a little respect he's still a great quarterback and NAU still has a chance to make the playoffs they got to go to Bozeman next week or they host Bozeman excuse me and then they have Southern Utah so they could lose back-to-back miss the playoffs but the Grizz you know in a game that I coached it takes a lot of heat about you know kind of a one track one trick pony he's got his uh his one thing they pass it it's a gimmicky offense a lot of people think Again, I, this argument that that started on Facebook eventually went to Twitter and then into Boy, text so messages. You were fighting all sorts of people. This yeah, weekend. It, well, it, no, this was still with with Blake from Anaconda, but he was arguing with me that Stitt's the worst coach <laughs> in the Big Sky Conference. You didn't drive and down none there? of the guys. No, oh. no. It sounds like it could have got to it you. Drive down there and put it was, fingers. He fi- he finally. Hey guy. His last text, which I didn't even respond to, was like. I'm so impressed by you, kiddo. You're arguing your point with oh, maturity and with pullers. Belittle, belittle you. And, you're, and I was just like, get out of here. Hit Whatever. you with the kiddo. Yeah, kiddo. Hey, kiddo. But, I'm so proud of you for making an adult point. Yeah. He was arguing about how, <laughs> how bad Coach Stitt is and how his offense is ineffective. And I said, they, with a backup quarterback who's a freshman, had the fifth best passing offense in the country. And they came into a game. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't clean. But they took their four-string quarterback who's a receiver – Changed the entire offense up. They ran the ball 75% of the time. They threw for 44 yards. Neither of those things I would have ever thought Bob Stitt would have been capable of doing. He changed it up. He listened to his assistant coaches, as he said, after the game. They came up with a game plan for McKenna, and it worked. They won. Plain and simple, the Grizzlies beat the number nine team in the country and are in the playoff picture again because of the decisions that they made on offense and because of – I mean, a lot of it is that defense as well, playing very well against the backup quarterback, but again – you know, both sides had to deal with that. Right. And no in doubt. a battle of attrition, he was the better coach. And that's all I got to say. I, I was fired up. I, they... I don't normally – I mean, I tend to usually agree with the, the people who kind of think that Bob Sid isn't a great coach. But I was fired up on Sunday because that was a great performance. He is sick, as as you mentioned. So we, me and him have that in common. Been. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I – w- gained a ton of respect for Bob Stitt after this weekend just seeing you know I expected them to try to throw the ball when I saw McKenna I was like oh no they're gonna try to throw the ball a bunch and this is not gonna go well they managed the game well they ran it well Jeremy Calhoun got hurt and missed basically the whole second half of the game also fumbled deep inside Grizz territory so they could have scored there very easily it's uh you know I I was impressed by the job that that Stitt and this coaching staff did now my final question: Did it not end with a failed two-point conversion to tie the game? It did, it did, and it was it was a should have been right. It should have been, yeah. I mean, they they drove, drove and scored at the end there, and again, this is a thing where attendance, especially students, this is a student radio station. If you're if you have any interest in sports, where what are you doing right now? There, were, the, the student Watching section was horses. far less than half full. I get that As, excuse. No one else can use yeah, watching true, horses. True. But Northern Arizona's drive into that south end zone where I think the band is already gone for getting ready for their postgame show or whatever's right, happening. Right. There's not a lot of fans in the south end zone. Usually the student section is, is the place that kind of has to carry that for noise. And there was no one home. And they drove, scored pretty easily, and then a two-point conversion attempt. Yeah, guy wide open in the back of the end zone. 
not a great pass, but it was a catchable pass that he dropped. Otherwise, we're going to overtime, and yeah, maybe maybe telling a different story. But you know, it was it was one of those games. It was cold. It snowed on and off throughout it. It was a defensive battle. If you if if you love Grizz football and you have for a long time, this was one of those games that is going to make you say, "Hey, this is a good Grizz football team." I talked about it on Friday with with best friend Taylor on that show that we did. That I didn't think this Montana team was a traditional Montana team. I didn't think they had the same characteristics to to succeed in late season snow games. Hmm. They they don't have that kind of dominating defense. They don't have a guy like Chase Reynolds to rely heavily upon hmm. to carry the rock. And they came out and you know it, they're not going to go with Simmons moving forward. Obviously, when Gresh returns, he'll be the starter. But for at least one game and probably the most important game left on the schedule. They changed their ways. They pounded the rock. They looked like an old-school Montana team, and they got the dub. And we agree this is a Grizz team that can make some noise against the boys in a playoff setting. Oh, yeah. uh, All right. Well, I feel like we uh, covered some bases there. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout here. KBJ, 89.9, West Coast Bias Show. Timeout, timeout, I was just practicing for my coaching tonight. Technically. You're gone. You're gone, guy. Don't come at me. Sit down. Well, you shot ejected from your first game. (laughs) All right, well. We'll Fair be back enough. with NFL. Hey, bunny hopping heaven's gates. It's too many young angels on the south side. Got a stretch to let our grandmamas outside. You gon' make me take the campus way downtown. You gon' make me turn my BM to my housewife. I just had a gross burp. It just took so long, my tippy toes turn. You can keep the nose ring. I don't have to soul search. I'm still at my own church. Only <laughs> Search. West Coast by a show, KBJ 89.9. Took so long, her tippy toes hurt. Sorry. Um, I'm interesting. Back. Have you seen the promos for the mayor? Yeah. I'm That's not- about Chance the Rapper, right? I don't think so, but I could see it very easily, I guess. I suppose. I, think, uh, I, I think he's got lawsuit there or something. I don't actually think he does because there's clearly nothing he does, but... It's this rapper turned yeah. wannabe politician who's wearing a he wears a hat. Wears a hat. It doesn't say a three on it. He's in love with his city girl. He sleeps in his hat. I <laughs> I cleaned that up on the, on the fly. That's good. Proud of you. Thank you. I'm just saying. As an outable once swore on radio man, I would just like to say. I proud think of myself. I think Chance has got a lawsuit if he wants it. I just you know. You know. I think he's got angels. So. That was oh, that was perfect timing. Wow, great radio. Yeah, we did we did good there. Also, check out the uh, the old Twitter machine <laughs> at WCB Show, or is that what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's goes by us? We got a we got a video of the. Uh, this is a decaffeinated show today, folks. It is. It's upsetting. I don't know what to do. The potatoes, his thermos will not open. Clearly, no. It does not want me to have coffee. I tried. I'm sick. I, that's what I'm blaming it on. I'm feeling weak <laughs> because of my illness. And so that's why I can't get it. I don't know. But. I mean, it's uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm came back. Larry David's long-running sitcom. and <coughs> Yeah, play the Curb. Yeah. Uh, that's not the music. <laughs> I could actually probably play that. That's what it is there. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a great show. Because you don't have coffee. Well, yeah. The problem is that, like, I just I can't get this coffee cup or this coffee thing to open and like Curb Your Enthusiasm they did a whole thing about it where it's uh 
he, he, everyone comes to open the pickle jar. He distracts people by putting pickle jars places, and then like a bunch of guys huddle up to try to be the the manliest man and crack open the pickle jar. Yeah. But I, you're not opening this thermos. I don't care how many people you are. This thermos is sealed shut. It's sealed shut. It's shut. It's sealed shut. If only we had this overlaying that video I put on Twitter. That would, dude, you should oh, man. get that figured out. That would have been incredible. Ugh, anyway, Lord. okay. NFL overreactions quickly. We just got a few minutes left here. Yeah. On your Monday show, another interesting week of football, really. Yeah. Week nine shaping week. out to be interesting. Starting off Thursday night game, I wasn't here Friday, so I wasn't able to talk about it. You guys did. We talked about it. Good it was recap. Fantastic. My first overreaction are the Jets good? The Jets are good. Are the Jets good? I mean, and the, the Jets are fun. Hashtag Jets dance to anything is my favorite hashtag maybe it. in Twitter I, history. I don't I need really explain. So there's a on on the Twitter in the Twitter sphere, on NFL Twitter, not as good as NBA Twitter, but th- there was a play that happened, and I don't know what happened. I didn't I didn't watch that. P- I watched parts of this game. I missed that when it happened live, so I'm not exactly sure what's actually happening in the game. But all 11 players, they must have been reviewing a play or something. All 11 defensive players for the Jets are jumping up and down and dancing and just having so much fun. It's incredible. And so then they started a hashtag Jets dance to anything. And people just put songs that kind of fit with the beat. And so there's people dancing. There was one to Cotton Eye Joe and the Jets are out there, you know, dancing. And just great stuff. Just if you have Twitter, even if you don't have Twitter, just go to your computer, put hashtag or a pound symbol. For for you non Twitters, I think that's what it's called the number the the number thing, <laughs> and they'll they'll dance to anything. Yeah, okay. yeah. dancing Fair to Mariah Carey's. And the, the <laughs> my favorite is I don't even know who I don't know any of these Jets players, but the one guy's like fist bumping and jumping up and down, and he looks so happy to whatever that's, song that you put on there. A, you could get thing. lost for about a, get lost probably twelve sense. hours straight of just watching those videos. It's great. Did it's they great. ever throw it down? But the Jets to, are good. Uh, They're good and they fun. Did they ever throw it down to Lionel? Do, 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 do. I don't know. I didn't see any. Probably not. I played Lionel also. I, don't I know. was actually. I was. I didn't ask play this song. I I, I, I made it my own a little bit. I played Hello. Ooh, but I works. played the music video for Hello. Oh. And there's like a girl talking in it. It's weird. I, I screwed up. I screwed up. Gotta avoid the music videos. Yeah. It's okay. But You're just a boy. Overreaction. The Jets are good. Yeah. I don't. Are they good? They dance. They, they beat the Buffalo Bills, who, I mean, as currently constructed prior to that game, the Bills were, were good. in a yeah. spot to match New England for the lead in the AFC East. But yeah. New York already surpassing. I texted into you guys because Taylor had some sort of a wager, I believe, on the Jets. Well, we just kind of talked about how he saw when he was in Vegas, he said he saw that they were the worst team. And so he was like, put well, a dollar on I might as well put a dollar on them. Like, right. as a, and That's then what they it was. don't allow that. But. And then I tried to... Send in. I was trying to text comments in. Yeah, but you weren't really reading them. So I know. I abandoned that halfway through the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thought it'd be. Fun. I've, I used to do that when I was the TBT Grizz analyst. I would leave the show and listen, and then I would text stuff. It's kind of fun to do. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> feel like you're still a part of it. Yeah, you're still like, ah, oh, I'm still involved. But uh, <laughs> I just I, I I tried to text him in that the Jets were the first team in the entire NFL to exceed their wins total. On the over under, wow! So their their over under was, was three and a half. I was gonna say three, and they set it at four. Boom! Over, take Boom. the over. First team to do it. Oh, um, all right. What's your overreaction? My overreaction is that Eli Manning might be done, and that they both come from the same game, and that the Rams and the Eagles are going to meet in the NFC Championship game. And I the hope so. Six and two Rams. 
51 points. They've already scored more points this year halfway through the season than they did the entire season last year. Golf looks good. Gurley's great. They got our guy True Johnson over there. True. Robert Woods has True been really good. True had a pick this weekend. They've got a game I against the Rob Texans Woods. coming up. That's an easy win probably. Nowadays Could be the is. Vikings, Saints, Cardinals, all of those. I could see them going into their matchup on December 10th against the Eagles at what? How many more wins would that be? They ten and two possibly, and the Eagles probably in a similar one or two loss spot. Those two teams are a ton of fun. I think that's going to be the NFC Conference Championship game. And I think it should. The thing, I, I've, what I'm realizing here about this is that we don't realize the Jared Goff, Carson Wentz conjoining yeah, that would be great. at the hip. That would be great. This is the new. A lot of people this thought is, Wentz should have gone, gone one. Goff was the, was the sunshine, the pretty boy pick. Came out of California where they throw that ball around. Wentz was the, the blue collar guy. You know, North Dakota State, huh? Run that football. Bison. I don't know what I'm doing either. Sorry. I'm just saying this. This might be the new Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Yeah, it'll be good. Because these guys are young, same draft class. Controversy: Who should have been one? Who yeah. should have been two? These guys might be. I mean, as things look right now, these are two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, they're balling out. Goff had an incredible game. So I mean, and, and Goff has struggled at times, like we were talking about earlier. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, another quick overreaction. The Atlanta Falcons are completely hopeless. Yeah, I'm done. Get out of here, Atlanta. Terrible. Julio Jones dropped a wide-open touchdown pass on fourth down. What is happening? Yeah, unreal. Unreal what happened to the Falcons. I believe I called this a while ago, actually. I did, I, I think. I, I said the Falcons are – I said they're going to lose again, and they're going to be – they're going to not make the playoffs this year. It's sounding pretty accurate. I don't know about any of that. It's sounding pretty accurate now. I'm just saying. Tonight, Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay, obviously, without Rodgers. Brent Hundley, the UCLA boy, in there. What do you got? Uh, mm, Detroit. Give me Detroit. Detroit. Going with the Lions. Detroit Rock City. I'm going to take Green Bay. Really? Yeah, I, don't know how, I, I don't know how much trust I put in Brett Hundley. I don't put a lot in him, but yeah. I mean about as much as I put in that, that current Lions offense, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Call me crazy. Call, I will call you crazy. Well, Jackson, it is good to be back. It is good to be king. Good to have you back. The people's champion must be everything the people can't be. Yes, true. I've heard that. That's why I'm here. All right, that is the show here for the West Coast Bias Show here on your Monday. It's snowy. It's November. Uh, we're going to keep powering along here. We'll be back Friday bright and early, 9 a.m. If you didn't set your clock back, 10 a.m. for you then, I suppose, but 9 a.m. for the rest of America, yeah. but not Arizona. Still 10 o'clock for you too, I think. Yeah, they, they're not, weird. I'm they not don't good do. With time they zones. don't do things. I guess the whole West like Coast would just be 10 o'clock. Yeah. Who knows? Eight o'clock? Who? Honestly, who knows? I don't know. We should know the West Coast time zone. Yeah. But here on the West Coast Bias Show, we don't know the time zones. But that is your Monday show. Play us out, Lionel Richie. We'll be back Friday. <laughs>